Welcome back, my mindset explorers, to an episode of the Art of Mindset podcast. If you haven't listened before, I'm so excited to have you here with us now. And this episode that we have, this one today really unravels the mysteries of success, personal growth, and achieving your dreams. And I'm your host, Brian. And today, like I said, we have a special guest that's really going to guide us through this incredible world of transformation and empowerment. One of my favorite kind of conversations that we have in this show is about a process in which maybe you haven't heard of before, and it's called QHHT, which stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, which stems from Dolores Cannon. If you're familiar with it, then you have a lot of fun with this one, as well as if you haven't heard of it before, you'll see this guest, Sharayan, as a wisdom beacon, a force of positive energy and a true master of mindset. We really dive into business strategies, lifestyle enhancements, the hidden treasures that kind of hide in our higher selves, as well as our deeper portions of our subconscious. There's a ton of valuable nuggets in this entire show. Uh, It might even challenge a lot of your uh, ways of thinking about this world and the world in which you find yourself living right now. So I would say if you're just getting into this show and you're really unsure about it, just try to sit back, open your mind, and allow for the journey of self-discovery to kind of help happen through you because you're in the right place right now. Ryan, I'm so excited to have you on the show. We talked prior to this show and everything to get to know you of what you're doing down in Tampa, as well as what you're offering to really the world and the communities that you're touching to help people become better versions of themselves and wellness through that journey is really empowering. So for that, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I like to get the show moving right into it. I'm a, I'm a dive deep kind of guy. I don't waste any time. I like to, you know, go after the portion of self that most people don't really remember as an adult, and that's our childhood. So in that, my favorite kind of question to roll back the wheel of time is, who were you on the playground? What kind of kid were you on the playground? Oh, wow. Okay. Um I'll begin with that. I was the only child, so I was a very <laughs> spoiled, <laughs> needy for her parents type of child. Um, and at the same time, I was very shy. I was very closed off. Um, in most of scenarios, I felt like I wasn't really fitting in. I liked to spend more time either with really close friends whom I felt super um, connected to or just really a long time. I was one of those you know, only childs just like to speak with her dolls and, you know, st- spend hours of just playing by herself. <laughs> yes. That's all right. <laughs> I know, right? I wasn't ready for that question. So I told you, I like to go right in and dive deep. And we go right back to the one version of self. It's just like, 
oh well yeah i was i was a weirdo no i'm just kidding but you know so it's it's all it's all fun you know i grew up in a, in a similar lifestyle i had a brother but he's 10 years 12 years no 10 years older than me so uh, by the time I came around, he was already out the door, basically. So um, not much happened. So that same exact idea there was kind of instilled with me. And for you, I know I, we spoke prior to this and other listeners might not know or listeners might not know at all. For you, you're a you're an expat, right? So you moved here as an immigrant. So when did that happen and how was that for you? You've grown up where? Um, so that happened when I was 20 years old. I was growing up in Israel, and in Israel, you um, serve the military. It's mandatory for both women's and men's. So I served the military from the age of 18 till 20. Um, and honestly, I grew up in a bubble. I grew up in a very small town in Israel, um, and the military for me was you know, like really getting out of my comfort zone and really like someone will come and blow up my bubble and be like, okay, girl, this is, this is reality. This is real life. This is what waiting for you as an adult. And I didn't like it. I truly, I was like, no, this is not where I want to live. This is not the kind of reality I want to embrace for my future. Um, so I've been in the United States when I was 14 visiting family and I, really fell in love. And I honestly made a promise to my aunt that I will come back after I finish my military service at the age of 14. And so I did. I planted that seed for myself, um, you know, and to my younger self. And I did it. And everybody thought that I would be coming back home to mom and dad because I was very spoiled. Um, after like 30 days, all my friends were running bets of like how far Shiran can, can be away. <laughs> and and so here I am almost 18 years later I'm still here <laughs> um, still haven't made my way back home uh, I'm going for visits but um, every time when I go to visit I'm like yeah I made the right decision not to talk back so yeah okay so you just finished sharing your story basically so with with that in the aspect of, there's a lot that I want to unpack there, but with the aspect of having to serve in the military, well, how was that for you? Because I can't imagine for myself, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that, right? I'm not, I'm not too sure about being like, does everyone have to do that? Everyone has to do it, yes. Um, there is almost no way around it unless you have some health issues or if you are getting married very young. Um, so yeah, anyone has to do that. I wasn't about that too. I, I, I cannot follow, follow rules. I'm not that type of person. Um, so it was, it was a really shocking experience for me. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. That's, uh, that'd be something that I would struggle with, but uh, at the same time, I'm assuming it's probably helping you kind of develop in your own way of just figuring out who you are and, you know, who you want to be as a person and how you want to go and move countries, you know, move across the Atlantic, basically. And with that, when you found yourself coming here to America, how was that? Um, so as I said, like you're an instant adult, you know, joining to the military, you grow up so much, you learn so much about myself, um, about yourself. Sorry. So, um, yeah, moving to America, it wasn't easy. You know, every beginning is not easy, but I think that America is really good in um, wrapping, you know, the American dream in glitter and, you know, coming here, being super young, 
loving everything about America. I was I was going against everything, you know, everything that was difficult, missing home, being alone, learning, you know, just to navigate myself into a different cities or, you know, different scenarios. It was, I was very excited about it. I was, my soul was very excited for it. It's like, I just knew deep inside of me that this is where I belong. So no matter how hard it got, and I've had some times that it's gotten really, really challenging, deep inside, I knew that I wasn't going anywhere, that this is where I need to be. And that was, that was basically my fuel that, you know, that helped me to to keep going. Yeah. Uh, for people... I want to pull out some nuggets of just mindset powers here because for one, you've done some, just that if we were to stop right there and interview right now at that section on time of just transitioning as an immigrant to a, to a new country and, you know, trying to find the land of opportunity, what would you say to somebody? Because that, that's a huge step, right? Uh, to anybody, it doesn't even have to be moving countries. It could be just starting a new job or you know, changing jobs or looking to start their own business, you know, what would you say to somebody that is wanting to take a leap? It could, it can be as big as what you did moving across the world, or it could be just as simple as just changing their environment. What would you say to that person? Wow. So I love this question because I do, um, I, I do find a lot of people that are attracting to me in a way um, that wanting to do this big change, even if it's just to quit their job and to quit their career and go and pursue their dreams. And there is that scarcity of, you know, financial worries, mostly, um, and just the fear of the new, right? Um, I always say, let it excite you. Be that child that is exciting for it. And remember your why, because we all have a bigger why. There there is always a why. So anytime when it gets difficult, just return to your why. And your why should be just what really, really drive you to, to move forward. And it always does. It always does it. Um, this is our strong inner belief. And when we're coming back to ourselves, coming back to our why, it's basically coming back to our heart and be like, okay, what, what is truly happening? What is truly that that I'm pursuing right now? And it always works. It never fail you. Your heart will never, never fail. You. Yeah. I think just, just being able to boil it down. I'm thinking in my own life at that, at that time, you know, just thinking back to the time I've taken steps or taken risk. Why did I do it? Right. That fuel, that fire, if you will, that passion, uh, that just kind of ignites, you know, and works, uh, long into the hours of the night and into the days and into the weeks and all the sorts. But a lot of people struggle to find themselves in their own identities of, why are they actually doing things? Because I think a lot of people find themselves doing things because other people told them that they need to be doing these things. So then how do you bring, how do you help somebody in that bring awareness to it? Like, oh yeah, I do this because I need money. No, that's not your why. How do you find your why? What would you say? I would say what lights you up, right? Like what is the thing that you will do and you want me to take a vacation, or like running away from but truly wake up being happy to do it being excited about it um for me it's to see people transforming life right like to see people changing and 
finding their true self and sharing their gifts and shining their light. This is what light me up. Um, for others, it can be so many different things, right? It's always in a way of a service, of like serving somebody else. So what truly lights you up, what truly your heart wants to, uh, wants to follow. There is a lot of work that people need to do around it because a lot of people are much more easier with running away from their self and not truly come inward and talk to their inner guidance, their inner self. And I, you know, hopefully and not, you know, we know that we are all awakening to that place right now within ourselves. So knowing that and not being afraid of it to getting to know ourselves, to truly have those conversations with our soul of what it is that I truly want to do, what it is that I truly came here to do. It always comes to that. We're all love. We came here to love. That's why I always say, come back to your heart. When you're not sure where you want to go, just come back to your heart. Your heart will tell you where to go. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful way of thinking about it and then kind of acting with it and dancing with that for you and finding your why. I know your why was just to kind of um, show people up, you know, kind of say like, oh, look, I can do this. I'm not just spoiled. Right. You know, in one way. And then another way was just, just to find your true self. Right. So there's like a, a conglomerate type of dichotic component of self. Right. For you. But for in that and finding that, as you've probably changed, transitioned your why as you do go through this journey of life, your why kind of changes and molds into its own exact stage and relevance to its time. Let it unfold. Let it unfold. Like, don't, don't get so harsh on like this one thing or one direction. Let life show you all the other opportunities that are there available for you because it's endless. And one thing that I truly, truly love to say to my people is once you are committed to your inner voice and this is what you go after and this is what you're listening to, you are becoming unstoppable. Nothing can stop you. You are trusting yourself. You're following your inner voice. And then you're dancing this dance with the universe. Like, okay, I'm going to take that risk. And then the universe is like, oh, wow, you're showing up for that. Let's celebrate you. Let's give you another opportunity and another opportunity. And saying yes, saying yes to yourself. It lights you up. Say yes to it. Even if you think that, oh, it's not really the direction that I begin with. Um, again, come back to your heart. Does my heart wants to do it? Then do it. Let, let yourself do it. I've, if we've talked and you know, my journey had, has been unfolding and it still is. And, and I love it, you know, embracing change and embracing the rebirth of yourself. Our soul is constantly changing and growing. Um, this is something very, very, very important that I think that this is what people are mostly afraid of, right? This like to feel that death of something within them and rebirth something new. We keep manifesting and we want to manifest. And a lot of people are doing a lot of manifestation work these days. But then they forget, right? Like if this cup is full and I'm manifesting things into this cup, they're not going to come. In order for me to bring new furnitures to the room, I need to let go of the old furnitures. And the manifestation work, the healing process, that road that takes us to pursue our true self there is a lot of death 
involved there. There is a lot of releasing and letting go, letting go of beliefs, letting go of attachments, letting go of connections, of friendship, of you know, workplaces. It can it can show up in so many ways. But are you really willing to to do that and when you do it you truly free your soul you free yourself yeah <laughs> and you know and it's not an easy thing but be excited about it know the bigger reason know that okay you've manifested something really big you deserve to be to to dream bigger dreams so you've manifested something so big for yourself it will cost you right it will cost you in some things that you are probably holding on to certain, you know, being fearless about that. I feel like, I feel like this, this is my greatest strength um, to just deal with that. And I'm not saying that it has ever become easier, um, but it, but it's like, it, it goes, you go with the flow. It's flowing. You understand that it's just like the number eight, like you go down, and then you go up and then you go down and then you go up. And this is the flow of how the energy is flowing in our body. And this is how we flow on this planet. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't say it better. Couldn't say it better. That's uh, you impact a lot there. There's a, a lot of things that came to mind when you were talking for me of quotes and things that I've heard, you know, of, I heard one recently it said, you know, people always talk about, filling the cup you know but you got to spill the old tea out in order to fill the new tea up so you have new perspectives and life you know and like you said people are trying to manifest the realities and saying look i want to make more money or i want to do this or i want to do that i want to start my business and then they hit a roadblock or they hit an obstacle and they're like ah see told you i couldn't do it self-fulfilling prophecy basically at this point that they're looking for versus saying what if what if for a second, time out, let me think this out. What if what I'm running into, I need to let go of? That way I can pass through that hurdle. So that way I can get to what I actually want to have, right? What if for the, the aspect of reality, right? The real truth of everything, that if you wanted to make more money, where you are right now in the conscious patterning of your thoughts is not one that can make more money. So if you want to make more money, you have to change the way you think. And the only way you can do that is you start to hit obstacles that make you think things differently. And sometimes we've got big egos. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's so many layers to it, right? It can be your ego. Um, it can be also you're just feeling that you're unworthy for it, really deep inside of you. And you're not even aware of it. Right. You can be holding on to so many like limiting beliefs that you're not even aware of. And when you are beginning to manifest the life that you want and when you're beginning to ask for the things that you want, if you're still numbed in a way that is like, OK, let me be stubborn about it or I'm not ready for it. Then the universe starts to hit you. You know, then it's kind of like giving you that slap in your face, that wake up. All of a sudden, you got fired from your job. All of a sudden, um, you've been to, I don't know, like a car accident or something like that. Those 
accidents that happen that really make you to take that another leap that send you off to a, a different direction. And I said, because it happened to me. Um, I've been through all of that. <laughs> and, and I just, I know how challenging it can be, but how beautiful it is to look back and say, wow, thank you. Thank you for letting me go through that. Because if that didn't happen to me, then I wouldn't ever think about being where I'm at today. I've been through a car accident that sent me uh, to practice yoga and yoga has changed my life. So what of a gift that was, right? Back then, my younger self that was sitting and crying and was so lost. No, pretty upset. Didn't think that. <laughs> and I know there's so many people that are in that, in that place, right? Um, so just trust, trust that there is always a bigger picture and when something has been taken away from you, it's because you deserve to something better. I always say rejection is protection. If somebody is rejecting you, you are being protected and guided by something higher than you towards something better. Somewhere, something better. Truly, truly, truly. It's a great, great mindset shift to kind of think about anything in relation to rejection, getting fired, getting laid off, getting whatever, you know, something bad, get a, you know. Somebody's taking, you're breaking up, losing a relationship, whatever, you know, there's, there's a time and a season that things kind of play in. And I think that's the biggest journey of it all is just kind of to begin to shift your mind and not see as everything as you own everything. It's just everything is just passing through you, right? You have a time and a season with it and you serve that time and a season for that soul, that soul, whatever soul. And it just, they parted ways or that event parted ways, whatever it is. It's done its thing, and that letting go is really, really powerful. Do you think that everybody has to go through some kind of event? We can say a car accident, get fired, whatever it be, in order to then polar shift their reality into a new way of thinking. Like for me, I had something, right, and I had to do that. Do you think that's common for all people or what do you think? It, it's very hard to say for all people because we all have our own journey and what we came here to learn and what our soul came here to go through. Um, so, um, it's, so it's very, you know, no, it's not going to happen to everyone. But, the, but if it does happen to you, so know that, you know, there is a bigger plan for you. And on the same note, I want to say that if you're working on your self-worth and your self-love and you're coming from a place of, you know, that job, I deserve something better. That relationship, I deserve something better. And you speak it up and you have the courage to move yourself away from that situation, then things are manifesting even faster. The universe are just loving that, you know, that to see that you know how much of a worthy you are and how much more you want for yourself. It's kind of like you're challenging the universe. It's like, okay, yes, he knows his worth. Let me give it to him. Um, so that's another thing, right? So we all choose to play this game. And I say it's a game because it is um, in a different in a different way. We all have different skills. We are coming from different places, went through different things. Um, yes, so... For each his own his own journey. It's uh it's interesting. I know for you, you said you had a you had an event, right? Car accident kind of shifted your whole perspective. And for me, you know, I had my own event that shifted my own perspective and traumatic, right? Really bruised the ego to uh, to another level. 
to that component of where you've heard it before, the death of the ego, right? The ego must die. But I really don't think that's the aspect of what really needs to happen. And I'm curious on what you think here. But I think the ego is just a component that's a part of us that we need to learn to live with and integrate into a, a higher version of ourselves. But there's a lot of the ego that kind of holds into generational primal aspects of human evolution that it's just programmed heavier to kind of react, right? To just do things for survival versus really starting to see things as more interconnected and conglomerate and community and unity and oneness. And that is where we start to try to find the ego's place in that. And that's a difficult journey to kind of do that. So for me, I've had to go through that outside trauma, but for you, what do you think is the component of the ego in relation to your own journey and what, what that was for you? I love this question because um, as you were mentioning a car accident, I, I was thinking in my head like, oh my God, no, I've been through so much <laughs> more than that. And at the beginning of my, um, of my journey, um, honestly, as you know, Going back to me moving here and wanted to prove the world that and, you know, my friends and family that I can just I can do it. I got it Um, in times. I really didn't. But my ego, my pride was so higher than me that I never reached out and say, hey, like I, I need help or I need support or just even hear me like I'm going through such and such. Um, I just wanted to play it off like everything is okay and I'm okay and don't worry about me. Um, and it wasn't, right? Um, so, and also, you know, it's it's on the same uh, place of where um, your worthiness and your self-worth. So I had these two things bubbling up for me without me even knowing. The way it showed up in my body as my body was trying to depress it, um, I had very bad acne on my back. My whole back was covered with, with acne. Um, and for me, it was really traumatic for a beach girl that I am that, you know, likes to be outside on the beach and it's just, it's everything. It's your self-esteem, it's your aesthetic, it's something that you truly trying to do everything to control and you can't, and it keeps, you know, it keeps spreading and keep happening. And so, um, that what led me to go and study, um, medical esthetician. And this is how my whole journey had started from for me being a statistician, working one-on-one on people that led me into a place of truly feeling to people's energy, read people's energy, became a Reiki master from that, um, dived into the healing inside of your body and all of that. And then at the same time, I had um, a car accident and a breakup from a relationship. So, you know, everything had happened at the same time, but it's almost like the universe was like, knock, knock, you need to take a different direction. And I started to do yoga and breath work. And I was going to this breath work class where this lady, she was a massage therapist and she saw my back and she was like, you know, your back is your receiver. It's how you receive. And that just landed. It landed exactly where it needed to land. And I was going to breathwork classes. And next thing you know, my back has cleared up. Just from allowing myself, feeling that, you know, releasing the the ego and the self-esteem of like, I'm not 
worthy of receiving anything. Next thing you know, my back is clear. Now I'm a medical esthetician and now I took my practice onto a whole different stage because your skin, your body will tell a story. So today I will not start to treat someone before I'm spending at least 30 minutes talking to them just to know about their life and what is happening in their life because the skin tells you everything. Your body has a way to show up and to tell you like, hey, this is this is what I need you to look at. Are you ready to look at that? And if you're not ready, it will push you. So that breakup that I was talking about or that job will fire you, it can also show up as, you know, as a disease in the body, as a disease. Um, and for me, that's what happened. And again, I'm so freaking grateful for it. <laughs> I would never thought that I would say that, but I'm so grateful for it. It opened so many doors for me and then so many things have unfolded for me to be in that place of service today um, to show up for other people. So I'm so grateful for all of that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so many people have those events and golly, I'll say when you're in those events, like you're in it, like it just happened yesterday or maybe it happened last week. Holy freaking moly. And somebody's like, oh, look at us like a blessing. You're like, uh, uh, shut up, right? <laughs> Get out. You know, it's so hard to see those moments when you're in it as a blessing. And I know for me, my my thing took me a year a year plus probably to finally see like this is okay this is actually getting me on a better track for you how long were you in that state of that transition was it a car accident for you yeah 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 i'm thinking you know as a human because right the human experience is not easy it's very challenging um to begin with gratitude to say thank you when it's that hard, right, to be like, okay, thank you. When we begin with gratitude, then we start to receive the signs and we start to receive the fruits of what happened. Um, but when we're in so much anger and this is what we're, you know, this is what our energy center, this is what it generates, so this is what we receive back right? That same state of energy. But when we're shifting the state of energy to just gratitude, to not even, okay, right? Like I get it because we're not, <laughs> let's be honest, but let's just be in gratitude. Um, that changes a lot. That shifts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think writing was something that was helped me kind of unpack and undigest, right? Digest through that stuff. So I think anybody that's listening, that's saying like, you know, I just had the worst breakup of my life a week ago, or I just got arrested, you know, or I just, you know, lost my job that I've had for 10, 15 years, you know, any of those events, anything. And, and best thing you can probably do for yourself immediately, break out a blank piece of paper and write it down how you feel, uh, because it's going to help you. It's going to, it doesn't feel like it, but it's going to, and just getting those emotions moving because stagnant emotions, those are unhealthy emotions, right? You know, if you don't express them out, they can start to sit and sour and toxic up, you know, and then you've got more issues that you have to face. So you said it beautiful emotion. It's energy in motion. So we want energy in motion. 
we want to keep those those motions in a flow, right? Those energy to flow. Um, so writing, it's a very beautiful way to do it. And if you're not a type of person who likes to sit and write, then, you know, moving your body, playing music, dance it out, let the energy flow in a way um, that it doesn't become static in your body. Then you're just, it's creating a bigger loop that it will be harder to get out of. But at the same time, right, um, we need to honor the time that our soul sometimes needs to sit in the grief or to sit in the pain. Um, running away from it, it's also not so... Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, it just has becomes a whole nother problem. But for for you and your... I think a lot of people are starting to understand this and the aspects of where we are and what science is saying and about energy, energy work, breath work, all these things that are starting to really catch fire throughout the nation and the world, right? Where people are starting to hear these things that have been around for so long. <laughs> They've been around for so long, but now we're just starting to maybe pay a little bit more attention to. What would you say is Reiki or energy work or I'll just start start there. We'll, we'll go into the other ones later. I'll say energy is everything and everything is energy. <laughs> um, we made out of energy um, and energy is all around us and everything that we do through the day involved with energy. If it's energy exchange with others, um, even, you know, I always said, if you stop at a coffee shop and you get yourself a cup of coffee, the person who makes your coffee put their energy inside their cup. And now you're exchanging energy and you're receiving that energy back to your body feeding your body with that energy. Um, so it's very much important to be aware of that and to constantly cleanse your energy. Um, if it's just, you know, sitting with meditation and grounding your energy and allowing the exchange of energy to return to the earth and to receive new energy with your breath, um, whatever form is that, or going to receive an energy um, work, Reiki from a practitioner, um, it's very much important because our body, our energy centers are like sponge and they're constantly receiving this energy from our outer life experiences. So it's very important to be in awareness for that and to keep the energy flowing in our body. Yes. Yeah, I think that's uh, you kind of nailed it there. Uh, energy is everything, and everything is energy. That is uh, <laughs> put that on a billboard, and that's it. Uh, with going into the components of, I know you do a lot right now. You do the Reiki. You're doing, you're doing sound therapy too, right? Breath work. Yes. Um. Um. Yeah. And um. I also do hypnotherapy. So hypnotherapy is the. It's what I'm really excited about. Um, um, and again, because of that fact that a lot of us are searching for things or for substance to help us outside of ourselves in order to come back home. Um, and hypnotherapy is just a beautiful method for us to come inward, to recognize that voice that speaks to us in our head. Um, to clear away everything in our body that does not serve us and to 
walk with faith and with joy. I have so many people that are telling me how much more calm and happy they're experiencing themselves. And again, like be this unstoppable version of you. You deserve it. You came here to do big things. So, yeah. 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 I want to unpack that a little bit. For those that might not know what a QHHT is, what is that bad boy? (laughs) It's a quantum healing hypnosis technique. Um, And what it does, basically, um, you will be guided on a guided meditation. um, And then you will reach to a theta state of relaxation and kind of like sleep mode. Um, It's a state that we are getting there on our own at night. So there is nothing scary, but this is where the subconscious and the higher selves and that place in ourselves that knows everything about us resides. Um, so this is Dolores Cannon technique. And Dolores, she um, was a researcher and she came up with this technique back in the 70s. So it's been here for many ta- for, for a very long time. And it's very profound. It's very, very, it's the most profound hypnosis technique that I have experienced myself. It literally changed my life. And when I woke up from my first session, I was like, that's it. This is what I want to do. I want to take everyone there because I, I could feel the healing that was happening to me during that session. Um, it's, you know, the veil was lifted and nothing seemed impossible anymore. Um, I've done some big changes in my life after that session in in a very conscious mind. Um, did the un you know the the unreal, and I'm so very happy for that. You know, um, with everything that I do and how you know a lot of things in my life literally unfolded since 2017. Um, I, I strongly say this is my life calling. This is what I came here to do. I love, love, love witnessing the healing that people are honestly taking themselves in that journey of QHHD. I'm just holding the space for them. I can never know where a session uh, would go. It really depends on the person who is um, allowing themselves to receive it. And it's it's mind-blowing, <laughs> honestly. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to witness. Yeah, the... A QHHT, you know, those things, they're life-changing. Like you said, I, I, I've i had one personally and just kind of figuring that out, of just, you know, doing that journey of doing a deep meditation that you've never done before. Like it's, if you've ever meditated, you sat with your breath, you've done that stuff, you know, you've maybe done some asana, you've done some yoga, maybe you've done a breath work class where you're feeling like you're going other places, but uh qhht is a whole tier of itself of just outside of self really in true self talking to self and it's such a life-changing event that can really fundamentally shift the way you see the world um so i would say you know anybody that's hearing this listening to this curious about it research into it you know you know tampa area you got shiren that can help you with that so but Anyone else, you know, just think about that aspect of what we're saying here is just, you know, everything is energy. And if I am energy and water is energy and everything is energy around me, then 
my thoughts are energy, then my mindset is just a lens in which it funnels the energy. So, right, then how do you shift all that, right? How do you play with it? And the thing is, is that we're just too far too serious in life to really realize that this is a playground, to realize that this is a game. Like you said, this is a place in which you're supposed to have fun and you're supposed to experience as much as you can in the littlest amount of time with the most catalyst possible. <laughs> it's just basically what it's all about. And once you come to notions of understanding that this event happened to me, that event happened to me, it's not to you. Don't take it personally, right? It's for you, right? It's happening for you to learn about the other aspects of yourself that you didn't maybe address yet or haven't addressed it yet. And this is going to really help you once you address it. So all of these things we're talking, Reiki, talking breath work, we're talking QHHT, we're talking meditation, asana. You incorporate one of those out of the five, six that we've named, and you're probably going to transform your entire life and find yourself on a different journey in one year. Completely, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For you in doing, feeling this energy of getting called to, to do that, what what is all that about? Where are you, where are you going and what what you're feeling? What are you building? Um, th- thank you for asking that. Um, what my my first goal with that is to truly hold space for people for a few days together to truly go through um, a transformation experience to truly come closer back to themselves. So of course I have all these modalities and things that I am offering, but at the same time I have this um, way that I've experienced and. F- and I, I will speak about Costa Rica because I am going to Costa Rica. And there is um, a very beautiful experience when I experience in that on that land. Um, I call it goddess land because she's just like, we're talking about manifestation and the frequency there is so high that things are just happen rapidly. And I've myself experienced a lot of awakening over there. Um, so I am very, very, very excited to take people in the journey and work with some plant medicine. I work with cacao. Um, it's a heart healing medicine that comes from the earth and also working with the moon energy. This is something that I also do a lot. I love the new moon and the rebirth that is happening in the dark moon before the new moon is rebirthing. There is a lot of shedding and manifestation there. So working during these days with the energy on a very sacred land that can manifest and transform you. This is where um, I'm going with my retreats. This is the idea of, you know, the really the foundations of my retreats to allow you to go through this transformation, to hold space for you and to witness you, to give you the time for yourself to experience some beautiful and exciting things and truly be in a community of like-minded people that will also hold space for one another. So yeah, on, on the retreat, we're going to do Tamaskal and, you know, sweat lodge. And as I say, a lot of shading, a lot of allowing things to release from your body. So then you can truly unleash who, who you are, who, who is this that you are, that you are, that you have been waiting for. 
Um, and it's a journey and it's exciting journey. And there is nothing that I'm excited more just, you know, to recap for the beginning of our conversation together. There is nothing that I'm more excited of to witness people transforming. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a beautiful space that you can create. And I think it's almost, it's one of those events that, like we were talking earlier, does everybody have to go to an event in order to kind of transition themselves from an ego pathway to another? You know, I think these types of events, retreats, you know, international retreats, you know, you can do local retreats, but something about an international place where you're going to a new community, new culture, new world, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to come back different. You're going to come back different. <laughs> so... <laughs> yes yeah aren't you when you go on vacation aren't you spending more money yeah right you're because you're not thinking you're already you already are letting go you experience yourself in a new space and you're already subconsciously you know reacting from this different from a different way from this more like my soul is much more free here. I have, I don't have all these worries. Um, imagine how much transformation you are allowing yourself to receive when you open in the doorway for that. Yeah. So when you can have that and create that for somebody, oh my goodness, you know that that's so powerful. And just the components of bringing people around, um, of just unified thoughts and focus intention. You know, everybody's coming here for the same purpose to heal, to find themselves, to get better. Um, you know, and I, I, when I was in that transition, right, I like to say just anyone that might be listening, hearing that word healing doesn't mean that you're broken, right? It doesn't say that there's something wrong with you. It's just meaning that you're going to get back to your pure self, your, your whole self, you know, not that you're, you're shattered and you're broken and you just, there's nothing good left for you. It's just, it's not about it. That's a, that's a, the wrong like idea to put with that healing idea of just healing yourself. It's really about just focusing back into who you really are because too many times in our lives and our growing journeys, if you will, we forget. We forget what we're here to do, why we're here to do it, and what we're supposed to do and all these things, right? All, all of our notions of just living life because there's a lot of noise. There's a ton of noise in the world, right? Ton, especially in the times that we live, right? So it's easy to be distracted. And once you're distracted, you can fall into a whole nother way of living that's not authentic to you, right? And who you really are. So I would just say anybody that might be turned off by the word healing and saying, oh, I don't need to heal. I'm not there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to be healed. I'll just invite you to say, take it for a second. Say, there's not nobody saying anything's wrong with you. But what if who you are right now is really not who you really are, your true authentic version? And if you don't know who your true authentic version is, get to know that person, right? Get to know by asking questions inside of that. For you in that, was that all around yoga? Did that happen for you with the asana of the trauma? Or how did you begin to kind of find your authentic self? Honestly, yoga was probably the biggest part of it. Yeah, that returning back to myself, that marinating my higher self and my soul into my body and recognize the two and let the two truly coexist, right? Um, reminding myself that we we came here to play this game of duality um, and just allowing the body and 
the soul to be part of this game, to really play this game together um, with no separation from the two. Um, that's what we tend to forget. And um, yeah, yoga, yoga helped me a lot, a lot. Like I will never be able to say enough. <laughs> yeah yeah i feel you i feel that that's so funny we're so with uh we talked retreats we talked about what you're going and where you're going and i want to just we're coming to the end of the show but i like to always kind of leave things on like high energy high notes if you will so i like to always say to my guests what excites you the most about the future like what in the next five years are you just like holy shit i can't wait for this to happen what excites you the most? Wow. Um, my retreats and the QHHD. I feel like I'm just in the beginning of uh, these two journeys and to witness both of them unfold and to reach to more people, to step out of, you know, my uh, very comfortable, beautiful space here in Tampa, Florida, but to truly allow myself to reach out um, into more people and to share my magic and my good intentions with others. I'm very, very, very excited for that. I'll be, yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited for you. That's a, it's a great journey. It's a healing journey. It's a well-being journey. It's a wellness journey. Uh, and we need more of that. So... In the in a in a place that feels a little uh, toxic at times, to have the light, a small shining bright light, that flame, that eternal flame, uh, is very powerful. So keep fanning that, keep creating that, and keep caring for that flame and others as well on that journey. And I'm excited for you and seeing where that goes. And uh, thank you for coming on. It's been a great conversation. Can't believe I've already been at this for basically 50 minutes, but it uh it blinked by. <laughs> love, love speaking with you, Brian. Thank you so much for holding the space for that. And um, I really wish you also to keep and growing and expanding your light in any possible way. Shine brighter. People need that. People need what your light has to offer. Thank you. That was a really fun episode. And I want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast, Thought of Mindset with me, Brian LeSage. Our incredible guest, Sharayan, she really inspired me and drove me to kind of find myself more as well as explore further aspects of myself. And I hope that really helped you do the same. If you're looking for anything else, any more insights, any more wisdom, you got to head over to her Instagram. It's in the show notes below. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review this podcast as one of your, on your favorite platform. It really helps us kind of bring the value of this content out into the world. And I think a lot more people need to hear this. So again, thank you for being a part of the Art of Mindset community. Stay inspired. Keep unlocking the power of your mind for a brighter future.